0: This summer, we're bringing you Double Koi Gig.
1: You know what happened? It was that we stopped talking and then people went down and that, this that is was it. the I problem. I needed the motivation <laughs> of you slagging me every week to get good results <laughs>
0: and just imploded without that. Subscribe to the OTB Koi Gig pod on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar. It's
2: probably time to be joined now by Kevin Walsh. How are you, Kevin?
1: Great, guys. Good. Good morning.
2: Yeah, when you were on, I, I, you were on before the Armagh game. It was, uh, thanks to call as well for the news there. We were on, you were on before the Armagh game. You essentially called, uh, uh, as close as you could call the madness of that game, you called it, that would be tight.
1: Yeah, I suppose look, it was tight. And uh, we're I suppose after the fact, we can all say we, we called it right. But I suppose there's two unknowns, really. So, I mean, it's very, very hard to, to break down winners. And, and you know, and similarly, I suppose, Sunday coming up, or Saturday evening, shall I say, Um, two new teams playing two new teams with, with not the most of experience so it's very hard to call those games just go back to the Armagh game. Like, what was it, what, what was it like from your perspective
2: in terms of your coach and hat on? Because like, always they're shooting accuracy. We talked to uh, Jeremy O'Sullivan, and he'd be shortly, and he'd be regretting Cork shooting accuracy against Galway in in the hurling. But like, Galway shooting accuracy throughout the day, and I suppose as well as that, Kevin, like their mental fortitude to come through. What was a kind of a gooboo situation in sporting terms?
1: Yeah, and I suppose you know the likes of Robert Finerty. You know, he he might be blessed with the with the with the with the amount of pace that some other corner forwards are, but he just his movement and his decision making see ever since a young fella would have been awful, awfully good. And he just finds those pockets where where he's shooting from, I suppose, under not as much pressure as others with their head down would be. And it shows it shows I suppose the, the difference between being a, a very fast player and a smart player. And uh, you know, Robert had brought an awful lot of that full forward line as as in just just um accuracy and High success rates, I suppose, of, of shooting. So he'd be one. He'd be one of the, the big things in there. But look, at it, I suppose they were they were patient. To be fair to them, um, they you know got fifteen behind the ball at, at times, like uh, I would have expected. And I, I remember saying this when they played clear in the last in the league game, two games from from home in the league. That it was one two each at half time, and Galway were completely behind the ball from And and you know what? Rightly so, because they have they're now going to plan and. Um, it's about a quick transition and as you said, you know, that their efficiency in front of goal is, is, is really important. That was the thing, on as well, wasn't <laughs> it?
2: Just goal with shooting um, in in the modern game, you need that and they did not waste.
1: No, no like, um, and, the, and, sorry, and, they didn't, and, and, yeah. and, and to be fair, you know, I, I, I'm not so sure the same space will be there against Jerry. Mm. Um I would have felt, you know, the 20 minutes of the first half done goal against our man, we've said it's the last time, where I think Donegal won that period nine points or two and I think they had about four goal chances in that in that time so Derry probably won't give up those goal chances um, or even given the likes of Robert Finerty as much time as he got uh, because they'll have the area bl- bl- blanketed and uh, I would say that they're a step ahead in relation to their defensive programme um, but it'd be interesting then to see like I mean I saw Armad mad were seven points four against Galway and, and whether they were listening to the outsides about the, the lovely kicking game or not but they tried to tread in uh, A numerous kick passes before half time, and they weren't really on the goalie at the back covered up, and, and, and they hit them on the counter. So they're going to, you know, it'd be how patient the can be on on on, on Saturday as Well, as that,
0: like, do you subscribe to this idea, Kemdas? The, the the timing of your tactics is as important as what the tactics are because it does seem to me that Derry have had a habit of scoring these early goals all throughout the championship and it is that early soccer blow that if Galway can just ride out the storm early on they could potentially be a little bit more adventurous into the second half of the game is in the balance.
1: Yeah, because look it's even, you know, if 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 you were leading at half-time you know, it's it's a big plus in particular with, with teams that I suppose can go well set up especially defensively when you're hard to break them down. So, it would be kind of important that Galway are behind Derry at halftime because Derry will sit and, and, and they're quite good at it and they'll sit and they'll hit you on the break and I mean you know the, 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 their full back line uh, will be coming off the shoulder the, Everyone will come off the shoulder and uh, they'll hit on the counter attack so it would be very important that Galway are solid in the first, in the first while uh, so that Derry don't get that chance to, to sit back and hit on the counter every so often What do you make of Galway defensively against Armagh actually? Very strong. Uh, it was it was great to see it. Um you know, I suppose the the start off one big thing I suppose and I hope Coy may have may have improved in this is that the, the kick out strategy. They were bombing a lot of balls down the middle um kind of aimlessly and our and tended the game control a lot of that in the first half, uh, which probably led to a seven four lead for them. So I'd be hoping that maybe you know, that the kick out strategy would be a bit stronger. And that does allow you to be defensively set up better, which Galway were in, 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 in the latter part of the game. Um, so they're getting bodies back and they're, they're understanding what to do and hitting the counter. So defensively, we're, we're, we're strong. Uh, but again, Armagh did kick the ball away that they shouldn't have done. And I don't see Derry kicking the ball like that uh, if, if Galway get back with the numbers. Just, just psychologically as well. I remember, like two thousand and
2: one. Remember reading the paper the next day. The Irish Independent are like Galway are on the cusp of dominating football for a long, long time to come. They hadn't won a championship game at Crow Park, a knockout championship game between then two thousand and one and the Derry game. So it is a monkey off their back.
1: Yeah, um, I suppose. Look, at, that's the way things go. Um, two thousand and one, we were a lot of young fellas came through, and we had a lot of older fellas there were. I suppose, ready to go with the gap. So, sometimes, uh, to, to, sometimes, <laughs> we never replace uh, you, Kevin. We never replace you. Uh, I'm not so sure of that. Though, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, look, at it. it's about timing is, is, is vital. And, and to get younger lads in with, with, with experienced lads there. And I suppose, God, we had that at the minute. Like, there's probably seven or eight where they're playing 2018 when, when we, when we better uh, carry up there in the championship in the, in the Super 8s. So... Galway probably have more experience of, of the bigger game in Crow Park now than actually Derry. I know you speak about Galway not winning 2001, but yeah, Derry, Derry have been there for for, for young. So and they're coming from Division Four, Division Three, and still in Division Two. So you know, Galway have four or five years behind them in Division One, albeit went back down for one year. So you'd have to say the experience alone is certainly sitting on Galway, even though the record in Crow Park for a number of years hasn't been great but in the in recent past though I think that's kind of shifted a little, little bit but uh, you know it'll, it'll be look it'll be down to can, can Galway take this territory defence apart, uh, and that'll be quite difficult
2: Yeah we've had a lot of nostalgia on the show this morning Alan Hansen. Uh, I slightly uh, I jest when I say we never replaced Kevin Walsh but there was a uh, the post-Kevin Walsh uh, midfield did uh, kind of struggle one of the men who came in uh, 20 years later is the brilliant brilliant and uh, almost enigmatic Paul Conroy and he is part of one of your four key matchups here Conroy versus Conor Glass this is the first of your four Kevin
1: yeah uh, look at for Paul, Paul has been I think he's the last fourteen, fifteen 15 games he's, I think he's scored something like 127 mm. so you know he's been shooting the lights out and his shooting efficiency has been top class as well so Look at Paul, and Paul is 33, he's rebounded very, very well since the double break of the legs and uh, look, he's totally committed to what he does. Um, So I suppose, you know, this is his first first big one, I think. I think as in having to deal with the likes of Conor Glass, uh, who looks to be, you know, a similar, steady-headed midfielder, uh, solid, not just doing little bits and pieces here and there and and then stepping out of the game for 15 minutes. So this is going to be a huge test for Paul and a huge test for, for Conor Glass. So I think the middle part of the field with those two guys is going to be crucial for, for the outcome. Um, but again, you know, the kick-out strategy is going to be huge on that. So sometimes it's bypassed, but if it is anything like it was in the first 15 minutes against Armae, the man-to-man battle is going to be crucial. So that one of the battles I see will be uh, hu- going a huge way towards
0: towards winning this game. One of the big questions <clears throat> for Power Joyce, will be who picks up Shane McGuigan. So who would you put on him? I would think Sean
1: Kelly would probably on him. Um you know Shane's been really, really good. He's he's quick, he can use both feet, he's a free taker. But again, you know, the way Galway I suppose their success and sometimes back in our own time, a lot of success is built around double teaming as well. So, you know, sometimes it's not as simple as just one V one or who's doing well against two. But when you go inside in the full back line now, um you're probably going to be double-teaming. I think anybody in today's game uh, would have an open full-back line, the forward is going to go on top and uh, regardless who's on who because it's just the way the game has gone. The cross-field balls, the you know, the V cuts, the screening, all the stuff that goes on in today's game. Uh, if you haven't got a double-teamer, you know, I suppose as a way of saying it. So you, you delay, you deny, and you defend. And if your team aren't the first two, defending is very difficult. So, guys, who takes up McGuigan or Comer the other side, there's going to be a certain amount of double teaming involved.
2: That brings us on to the third matchup. Damien Comer, strangely enough, was actually sort of peripheral in the game for a long time, the last day, Kevin. Then did come good and obviously was involved in the Lee or whatever. He's going to, him and Brendan Rogers now is your next one.
1: Yeah, that, I think that's a huge one. Um, look, and to be honest, I've been at the game that last day. Comer, I think, done a bit more than people think. Uh, he was involved in. Quite a bit of setting up people and just being kind of awkward for the opposition, and uh, obviously I think he got three points in play as well. So, like, is and, it the and fact and that he like, attracts so much attention because sometimes <laughs> like he's double marked and so on as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And look at it—he's he, he's also a goal threat, and people mm. know he can, he, he can get goals. So you just can't leave him isolated. And again, whether Derry want to do that or don't want to do it, they won't believe him isolated because that's the way they play now. So they have to the defence set up. Uh, the plus one plus two back there so there's going to be a limited amount of space inside for the inside forward lines I would I would predict um, but I mean there's, there's two things here with, with that with that battle can, can, will Comer be getting the points will he get the freeze uh, will he get a goal in the match and then you look at Rogers. for me he's one of the best full backs the last 10 years you know his ball control his fitness his athleticism he brings an offer to the game it's not just marking and he will be bombing up the field will he be taking Comer with them, If Comer is brought back so often, will he gas out a bit, which he can do yeah. because he's such a big man. And, you know, I would expect that in that battle that um, Rory will be telling Rogers to up the field as many times as he can. So it's, it's how can Galway then maybe swap or whatever it is to, to, to protect Comer not to get cast out.
0: That's interesting because it felt maybe in the first quarter of the game against Armagh where Galway were really struggling. That Comer looked gassed a little bit. It might have just been because he, I was in the queue, and he was right in front of me. That, that always looked, looks gassed, on though. That's we, just the look in his yeah, face. But, but but what what was kind of interesting to me was that he was. Kind of like just hanging deep and actually collecting the short kick out off the goalkeeper. And I was like, this is supposed to be your, your your target man. I I know he he's not necessarily there. He comes out deep all the time, but he was collecting the short kick out. Was the the, the first man to take the ball up the pitch on on occasion in those first 15 minutes. That I, like I'm not sure is that a tactical instruction, Kevin? Is that something that Comer does himself? or or, or what do you read into the moments like that? Because Derry will have that packed defence again, and he might have to, to do that this yeah. weekend.
1: I suppose my team is on top and winning ball, and, and that's why the midfield battle there, as I said, is going to be crucial. Because if you win enough ball, all the backs nowadays are, are heading up that field, and you know if you don't follow them or go with them, you're being deemed as lazy or or, or whatever your, your thing. So either way, you will find yourself back there if your team isn't in possession because you're going to run it, and that's why I'm saying that Derry full back time will probably push as much as they can. Number one is supposed to take the guys out of the scoring zone. <clears throat> Number two take get on the end of scores themselves or set them up. And number three, if you do, uh, we'll say, do your analysis and you feel that you can run a certain player, I suppose, to make them a little bit gassed out, um, that's another ploy. So that's going to be crucial on that. But you, I suppose you have no choices, really, unless your midfield area gets control, that you will end up back. And look, if you look at Galway we last week, including Armagh, it was 15 man. that, not, not 14. It's actually Goalie wasn't even uh, there. My goalie wasn't even in the, in the half once where all the players were going players went back. So I suppose that's something that Galway have been working on and that they're willing to do to get their, their defensive system right.
0: I think the matchup that we're all expecting is that Shane Walsh will be picked up by Chrissy McCaig. You're not going to make a case <clears throat> that's not going to happen, Kevin, I presume. No, I, I, I expect McCaig will, will will pick up Shane. Um,
1: and I've you know, I'd seen, I'd seen an article he wrote himself about <clears throat> a week ago where. He said that whatever job he has to do, he'll do. It might mean that even looking at the ball once, uh, he will be he will be looking at his opponent. I think he, he more or less said that. Um, <clears throat> so I do expect that he will be the man marker for Shane. That's going to be a crucial crucial uh, one as well. And I suppose you know Shane himself. I suppose coming to, to the bigger games in Kop Park in relation to getting on the scoreboard and stuff. There's something there he needs to prove for himself as well that he he's might be a bit more involved and find a way if he's getting if he is getting attraction. Uh, that he can get into the game a bit more often and that his teammates can help him to get into the game a bit more often if that takes you know screening or whatever it takes to allow one of the more skillful players to get on the ball that's something the team I hope will have worked on to allow Shane to get some space but that's something uh, Explain that up,
2: Kevin up. actually I find that fascinating <laughs> explain that if you can
1: Well it's just that, you know I mean you know in the JA we, we have an awful habit of running, running all the time trying to try and get loose and you know the one way you lose an opponent is by change of pace or change of direction. That's the two, that's the two things that you, is the best way you lose an opponent. If you're being stuck to and everything else, players need to calm down and just stand for a while. Get your opponents or your, your, your colleagues with you, join you in a certain area and try to get you free. Little things like that that you can work on in training because you'll you know winning a ball out in lane one, lane five for your best player or your most skillful player you're not going to score in those areas so sometimes the defence are quite happy to let you win the ball out there uh, where in actual fact if you could win the ball in the middle three lanes by using your 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 own teammates you're in a far better position so it's just that I suppose for Shane and McKaig it's it's that's a huge huge battle to see how much Shane has involved in, in, in the game
2: uh, Can't wait for it and Shane Ward's performance uh, had, had a <clears> bit of everything the last day so I wanted your predictions for both semi-finals, Kevin. Actually, no.
1: Yeah, I went slightly with Galway day, even though it went, if it went to penalties. I believe with the more experienced team. Um, they're still the more experienced team than Derry. I think Derry have won an Ulster this year, from Division Two, which is a huge achievement. Um, don't believe this um Ulster is as strong as it well. was. I think Tyrone have come back a lot. Mm. Uh, when they go, have come back a lot. You're looking at. I suppose that Armagh only spent one season in Division One. You're now with Derry in Division Two, so I'm going to call Galway slightly, but there's a there's a butt there, and I think the biggest butt here is that Galway have the patience number one. That if they don't get a fast break, that there's a the patience not to keep ball inside uh, if Derry are completely matched up at the back, because I do believe Derry are far stronger at the back than Armagh, are. and uh, if they've got their runners based coming through and the right areas, not just run all over the place, that they, they, they're a bit more, how do you say it, yeah, send them one and one two and three, The third runner in the same areas to, just to pull that defence apart. And again, if they're like that, that they will bring out their full forwards to the outside and have runners off the shoulders to break down that defence rather than leaving two inside mm. and hoping it'll work out. So there's loads, there's loads of stuff that's there to, to break down the defence. And that's the biggest thing for Galway.
2: What about the other game?
1: Uh, I believe, and I don't know that I have no confirmation. that Conor Callan might be in trouble mm-hmm. and injury wise? Uh, I think if he is, uh, I'll be honest. I can only see one winner. Um, I thought Dublin against Cork, while they won the game by eleven points for twenty-one points, they don't have a goal threat at the minute uh, with the lives up front. Um, uh, McCarthy and Conor Callan are absolutely huge for Dublin, and I think if either of them aren't there, I'm going to call call Kerry. If both are there the fact that Dublin are on the home ground it's worth five or six pints to them it'll be really really tight uh, but if I'm going to call it Conor Callan's best Kerry will win um, handy enough
2: thanks a million for your time Kevin and enjoy the game Saturday
0: welcome guys best of luck OTB AM with Gillette get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar